The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in this world. Uh, this is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast, coming back with an amazing guest today, Tyler Guzzo. Um, and here's what I like to do, Tyler. I like you to introduce yourself to the audience and let them know who you are and what it is you do, and then we're going to rock and roll. All right. Well, Max, first and foremost, man, thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be on the podcast. Uh, I know Omar uh, made the connection between us, and I, I looked at your bio, looked at your social, and... Um, it's uh it's it's been it's been cool to see your story and everything and I myself am Tyler Guzzo. Some things that your audience uh, might want to know. I was top seller of Boy Scout popcorn uh, for three years running in my elementary <laughs> school. So I was, I was crushing it, man. I was making all kinds of money and going to Boy Scout camp. Now I'm a, I'm a uh, I'm the founder and CEO of and that's a, that's actually a true story to be honest with you. But I'm the founder and CEO of Guzzo Fitness Systems. Um, we've been rocking out. It's crazy for six years six years wow. so um i you know i i'm i'm happily in a relationship i live here in south florida near miami just about 10 minutes uh outside of downtown miami and uh i've got a pretty cool story man so i love to share it and uh, i love to talk about you know just mindset motivation and just getting it done making your goals happen because it's worked for me so far and i love to share that with other people who can do the same thing Awesome. And I can't wait to get started because I want the audience to hear like how you got to where you are. I mean, and you know, it's tough to keep a, a fitness thing going right these days. I mean, when COVID hit, they shut down gyms. So I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how that works. But what I like to do, uh, Tyler, is share with the audience like some of your earliest challenges to get where you are today, like some of the things you went through personally. And then we'll talk about like your business becoming an entrepreneur and some of those challenges, but tell the audience or let them know like some of the challenges you faced early on to get where you are today. Yeah, that's a good question, Max. And I appreciate, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the easy softball question at the beginning, because there's a lot of challenges. There's challenges all over the place, man. And uh, you know, ultimately the biggest challenge that I faced at the beginning um, I mean, we can go all the way back to, to back when I was younger, but I would say the most relevant for your audience, most likely would probably, probably be when I left my hometown, I left the Midwest, the comfort of the Midwest in my hometown of Davenport, Iowa, the infamous about three hours West of Chicago, uh, it's river, river city in Iowa. And I moved to Miami, moved to South Florida and it's a uh, 1500 mile 
uh, trip. It's about 24 hours. You drive it straight for me. It took about two days and I didn't know anybody. I knew one person, one guy, and that was it. And so the biggest challenge for me was taking that leap, taking that step and saying, I'm going to go here and I'm going to try and chase my dreams, try and try and do the fitness thing. Because in the Midwest right now, it's where it's cold. People don't want to work out. They don't want to do anything. It's like you said right. with the gym thing, it's hard to keep a fitness thing open, not just with COVID, but just with the thing in general. I mean, if right. I sold you some jewelry, you're going to get with something you want. If I sold you some fitness, I'm selling you on your goals. But really what I'm selling you is you have to come to the gym and work out or you have to go to your workout on your own. You have to follow my meal plan, which probably doesn't consist of as many calories as you're used to having. So I'm selling people on something that is not like a, a product that they can get. So that's also a challenge too. But I would say for the most part, the biggest challenge for me was just taking that leap of faith moving across the country and leaving everything that I knew in the Midwest and, and showing up here and just getting it done. That was definitely the hardest thing, you know, that I could think at the beginning for sure. Absolutely. Right. To leave your comfort zone, right. Where you have family, your friends to just pick up and go, I'm going to move to Florida by myself. I only know one person. That's a challenge in itself, as you know, right. Because I mean, I know in our head, my head, it would be like, what could go wrong, right? If I, if this doesn't work, what's going to happen, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's just the way my brain works sometimes, right? Like, but, you know, I applaud you for the courage of, of doing that because honestly, uh, Tyler, there's a lot of people that I know that wouldn't just get up and leave and move to a, across the country or at least halfway across the country right. and go, I'm going to do this thing. So so when you got to Florida, right, You're you're in Miami, correct? Yep, yep. Right. So when you got to Florida, like what were some of the challenges that you faced there? Not only just being new, right, and not knowing anybody, but like getting your business started. I mean, it's got to be both personally and professionally like challenging and stressful to go, I got to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good question. Honestly, <laughs> a lot of things come to mind with that. But I mean, I would say the biggest thing that was a change for me was the culture shock and not necessarily and like from a personal standpoint but not with like demographics or anything i love diversity i love you know i i speak spanish now my girlfriend's colombian you know her first language is spanish like i i love like the change in the diversity but the culture shock and the way people are down here in the midwest like if you're driving on a road and this is no bs if you're driving on a road like in my right. neighborhood back home in oak brook davenport iowa and i saw you max i don't care if you had like the monster truck lifted off the ground and you had like the diesel fumes going out the back and you had like a, a pair of nuts on the back swinging around. Like <laughs> right. I would wave you. Right. I, I would, I would wave to you. I'd be like, Hey, and, and you'd be like, who the hell is that guy? But he's waving to me. So I'm going to wave back right here in Miami. If you wave to somebody, they're going to ask you, what do you want? They're probably going to run. They might run the other way. Uh, they might think you're trying to scam them or sell them something. So it's a big culture shock in the sense that, people aren't like people from here or that live here they're, they're they're used to things that could actually harm you like danger you the midwest right. is very safe <laughs> it's very like so talking to a stranger in the street very common actually too common it's going to ruin your whole schedule because somebody's right. going to be so friendly that you're going to talk to them the whole day here if you're in somebody's way if you're on the road not driving fast enough you're gonna get the horn. They might, they might even pull over on the shoulder and go around you. Like that's how crazy it gets. I mean, right. So that culture shock for me was the biggest change. And, and then ultimately, again, because I'm not around my family, it's like 
you're doing a lot of hard things at once. And then the people around you are just harder than you. Like they're just harder personality than you. So you have to change and you have to conform to that. I mean, not really conform. I don't like to say conform. Like I didn't like conform to it, but I had to adapt. I had to grow. I had to change the way I thought about people. When I realized that, listen, these people don't hate me. They don't dislike me. They just don't know me. And they're from a different area of the world where they have to, a lot of them are from New York. They got to wait for buses. They got to catch a taxi. They got to get on the subway, right? They're in a hurry. They don't get, they don't care about your day. They don't care about what you have to say. They want to get home, right? So um, at the end of the day, that was one of the biggest things that was a challenge for me. And then also dealing with that, working full time and then trying to start a business and get known in a place so that no one knew me um, all while dealing with that kind of like straightforward, like if I don't like you, I'm going to tell you type of mentality that is down here in Miami right. versus Midwest. It'll be nice and they'll say nice things to you. Uh, but ultimately, you know, doing all that together was, was a challenge. It was, it was a difficult, it was a difficult thing to deal with at the beginning. Actually, I, I know what you mean, right? Cause it's a culture shock. I grew up on the right. West coast, like in orange County, which yeah. is kind of maybe not as intense as like Miami, but it can be right. right. Um, and like now I live in a smaller town, which is about two and a half hours, two hours away. And I love like that little town feel now. So like for me, I'm going to do the opposite, right? Like one day I am moving to like a Davenport, Iowa, really small town, USA, Midwest, right? Because I like the, the, you know, like the nature and, and, and not having a horn honking at me every five minutes, right? Because you blinked and the light just turned green and you're getting the finger because you didn't move fast enough, right? Right. Somebody, I grew up yeah, in that. Knock at your door, right? You're like, what is this? This is crazy. Yeah. I think, I think it's so funny because it's like the opposite. It's like the opposite, like the grass is greener type thing, but not even in a delusion. It's like literally a lot of people that are from here, they, they want to move. A lot of people that are here came from a place like where it's polar opposite in a different way, like cold kind of, you know, it's not jam packed here per se, like a New York type thing. It's more right. open spaces. There's a lot of people. So I think what you're saying is like, you grew up in the, like me and you grew up in different, in opposite speeds, different, like opposite right. uh, ends of the spectrum. And so I, you know, that makes sense. And, and same thing, my, my family though, for some reason they want to, they, they like that. They, they, they like it and everyone's got their own <laughs> thing. Everyone's got their own thing. So you know, no shade either way, but that's funny, man. That's funny you say that. Yeah, because, you know, it's like they say, right? Different strokes for different folks, right? And yeah, we got to do what we got to do to find our way in this world and what makes us happy, right? So so now you're in Miami um, and you're, you're overcoming this culture shock, as you say, right? And you're like, dang, this is like way different than Iowa. Um, and, right. But see, here's what's funny, because I have a friend that I grew up, played football. He's two years older, right? Really good football player. But now he lives in Iowa, like... I think it's Cedar City, right? Like a small town on a little ranch because he yeah. just hated the big city, right? And right. so what made you or what helped you adapt as you started, you know, okay, I'm this is where I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be in the fitness uh, arena. Like how did you adapt to, right, overcome that culture shock from like the friendly Iowa to – you know, here's the bird because you looked at me funny kind of thing, right? Which can happen in big cities. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm, it's not, right? I'm not being weird about it. I've it's heard not- even, I, yeah, no, I, I, I've i heard, I've heard like people point out weapons because people look at, I mean, road rage, like you go on the news, road rage fatalities, like homicides happen often. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. It's wild. But um, no, I mean, uh, and, and that's unfortunate too. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, 
the biggest thing, and I got to say, one of the things that I did that I think is important for a lot of people to do, but they don't do it for whatever reason, is I stayed in my claim before I came down here. I said, I'm going to go down to Florida and I'm going to, it's kind of like a backstory. I came down here to, to, to jump into the business that my friend was in, but the people, you know, very much like we're talking about big cities, he got scammed. He got a hundred grand stolen from him. He's straight stolen by wow. the people he was in business with. So they got into a gym. It was like a boutique gym. And these two founders that met he and his brother, this is, is their dad's like life savings. Like and his, their dad passed away. So this is passed down to them from their dead father got right. stolen by these two scammers. And so I was going to go in and I was going to work at some of the other gyms that they had. Right. Um, and, and, you know, about a month before I came down to you said, well, you know, what would you say if I told you this was, wasn't going to happen? Would you still come? And I'm like, I'm like looking around in a cornfield. I'm like, yeah, I'm still coming. So <laughs> there was a little bit of that, you know, there was a little right. bit like, yes, I, I, I stayed in my claim. I'm going to go do this. So when you're already going to do it, when you say it out loud, when you say it on social, when you tell your friends, when you tell your coworkers, when you tell everybody like, Hey, I'm quitting. Hey, I'm moving. Hey, I'm coming down. Right. If you don't do that, you kind of look like an idiot. <laughs> right. So, and, 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 and so I guess ego, I would say ego is one, one thing. And a lot of people say ego is not great, but I think if you use in the right way, it can push you because then it Absolutely. will escalate you to that person that you say you, that you really are. Right. And I came this far and there's a saying, Jesse Itzler says it. Uh, he's one of the, he's one of the founders, he's one of the owners of uh, the Atlanta, Haw Atlanta Hawks. Uh, he founded uh, Zico, the, the Hawaiian, the, the, the water he's uh, oh, married. The coconut water. The okay. Yes. Coconut, there you go. Exactly. Yep. Jesse, it's was in one of his masterminds. He said, I didn't come this far to come this far. And when I said that, I meant that figuratively, but I literally mean that like literally, like I didn't move and move across the country and put all my shit in my car. Sorry I mean, like, I don't know if you had a lot of cussing on this, but I put all my stuff in my car. You're allowed to. To move here. <laughs> right. Well, I appreciate that. I didn't, I didn't take all my shit and put it in the car to come here and turn around or come here to be just like some guy who's like, well, I'm in Florida at least. No, because at the back of your mind, you're going to know that you moved to Florida and you wanted the business right. and you wanted to make money and you wanted to help people doing all these ands, you got to step up to the plate. So I had a check balance me one time. It was a $40 check, like something super cheap was a discount from somebody who, you know, was a little bit shady with me in business. So things like that, where they bounce and I brought it up to the person, they're just like, yeah, whatever, you know, sucks to be you. And you got to pay the, the bounce fee at the bank, you know? And I'm right. just like, you got to pay really? the uh, overdraft fees and all that it's stuff. It's like a twenty dollar fee. Like I'm <laughs> like, it's a forty dollar check. So anyway, I, I didn't go back to that credit union. But at the end of the day, when you get that, I mean, that's just one small example that I can think of off the right. top of my head. But like, you adapt, and that's one of the things that the people that I know who are very successful they do because, like I said at the beginning, challenges are a dime a dozen. You are you should expect them. Like right. you should expect them. So that way you're ready and prepared to deal with adversity. But at the end of the day, you have to adapt. You can't just expect, oh, today's going to be a tough one. Expect the challenge and plan ahead to, you know, be proactive. So um, I would say, you know, that, that uh, you know, dealing with challenges and ultimately just saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do ahead of time. Let a bunch of people know, tell them. And I guess that'd be advice to the audience. If you have a big goal, it sounds crazy. It might sound boastful. Tell people. Like, I remember I was going to quit drinking in college. I told my friends straight up. I said, next weekend, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink, right? right? And guess what? When I went out there, they made fun of me. But then guess what? When I did have a drink, you know, two, three months later, they're like, you're drinking? What are you doing? So 
they can also like kind of give you crap and make right. you like, no, I'm going to double down on this because they're, they're giving me crap. So I'm going to show you. Right. And then months later, after <laughs> been doing that thing for so long and you have transformed, they're going to hold you to it by being like, what happened? Like, I thought you were the non-drinker guy now. Now you're drinking. Like, what happened? I thought you were going to do this business thing and now you're not doing it. Or what happened? I thought you were an entrepreneur. Why are you, you know, being irresponsible and doing X, right. Y, and Z, right? So, um, you know, that that kind of will, will, it will set you up to force you to make those changes or or you're just going to be the person that says they do stuff and then doesn't do it. And that's that's kind of on you to to live with that. So right that's that's what i advise you know well and if you're anything like me right we don't like to do that right say we're going to do something and not to do it right that's that whole integrity thing right saying doing what i say when i say i'm going to do it um and it you know yeah it's for other people but mostly it's for us right so we can look in that mirror and go hey i like that guy i see because he keeps his word and he does what he says he's going to do right Right, right, right. So, you know, in the beginning, you talk about mindset and stuff. So, um, like, tell the audience, like, what you do in regards. We know you do fitness, but like you said, right? Like, I could tell you, Tyler, hey, man, I'm going to do this workout every day, right? I could talk, but if I don't have the right mindset, right, like, which you know, because you coach in and you do all that stuff. How does someone get that mindset to where, like you did, you said, I'm going no matter what, I'm going to Florida and I'm going to start this business and I'm going to do what I got to do to be successful. Um, right. Cause like you and I talked about me doing CrossFit, right. For a long time, I talked about it. Right. But till I actually took that action and in my mind said, you know, cause here's the thing that, that held me back for a long time. Right. Tyler was, like you see, like the uh, the the CrossFit games, right? You see some of the girls and the guy, and they're like totally ripped. You know what I mean? Like some of the girls are bigger, than some of the dudes I've seen, right? Like I'm like the deltoids okay. are serious. Yeah, I, I go into the gym right when I'm checking it out, and I see uh, this girl that that goes to the gym right occasionally, right? She's from our area, and she competes in in the CrossFit games, right? And she's right yoked. And I'm like, okay, I'm a 54-year-old dude. I got a no shoulder on the right side. I just had back surgery. I do not want to be in here with her, right? So I was already trying to talk myself out of it. Um, so what would you tell the audience like when they're having those, like how do you help them get their mindset right so that they can go accomplish their goals, whether it's getting fit, eating right, you know, or being an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. No, it's funny you asked that because Omar and I, um, we just finished it like a four week mastermind kind of on mindset and goals and whatnot. And one of the biggest things that one of the biggest things that we we covered and we went through like four different things. But I'd say that number one is taking the imperfect action. I know that's so cliche because everyone says that, but like just start taking action. So for the example, right. for you, you're afraid because you're going to get hurt. Now, that's a totally valid like you know, the shoulder, the back, like totally valid, 100%. If, if I were speaking to you, if I was in your ear, I would just say, okay, all right, Max, you see this girl, right? Let's just start the warm up. Let's just see how the warm goes. I mean, you could, mm -hmm. you could leave if you want, like halfway through, like what, what, what is going to hurt you, right? Probably the overhead lifts, probably. So the warm up's not going to be bad. Let's just do the warm up and see how we feel. Then you start the warm up. And then as you start the warm up, you realize that the coach actually has an alternative plan right they have an alternative like a, a level b like max hey i made this workout on the side for you just because i know you have that shoulder problem you know right. you want to do this instead you're like jeez thank god he said that because if not i'm gonna try and compete <laughs> against this girl and blow my shoulder out right right or 
know, you start going and then you're like, you start to gain that confidence in yourself. Right. So I would say, you know, if you didn't stick around, if you didn't take the first step, the imperfect action, you're not confident, you don't feel good about it, but you didn't say, if you would have left before the warm up, you wouldn't have known that you would have right. missed the workout. Absolutely. Or the option B of you just would have gained the courage and just said, screw it. Doesn't matter what she thinks. I'm going to do this workout anyways. You just missed out on a great learning opportunity, a great confidence builder for you. So imperfect action is huge because ultimately, um, you know, I don't even run a gym. I have an online training program. So like this was not my idea when I left the Midwest. I thought I was going to have a gym. It was going to say guzzo on the freaking thing. You know, it says guzzo now my hat, my shirt, my water bottle. But who's <laughs> who's to say that, I you know, I like the name. But either way, like it's not always going to be the way you originally you know, envision because our right. head is a wild place. Right. Right. We have to also understand that your vision, your goal, if you, if you want to get on more dates, it's not just about you. It's about that other person. If you want to start a business, it's not just about you and your schedule. It's about your client's schedule. It's about the consumer's right. desires, right? right? If you want to have kids, you want to be a great parent. Good, good. But it's about the kid too, right? So do you think all this stuff, like I thought I was going to help out people with injured knees because I've gotten uh, four ACL tears. I realized the market with people who have ACL tears, they don't care about me. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm training people that just want to lose fat. I'm yeah. fine with that. It's a business. I'm fulfilled. I'm helping people. So as you take action, other doors might open. They might say, okay, that actually looks more interesting than what I originally thought. Because I went to school physical therapy and that was my career. And then I got personal training certificate as just like a side thing to boost my resume. And I said, I actually like that better. Right. So that's why I'm here, right? Wouldn't have happened if I didn't just take some action. So after that, after you kind of see what you want to do, writing down your goals, like writing down, I got a notebook that I write down my goals every day. This is a new, this is a new notebook. So the other notebook's already full. Right. Writing down your goals every single day and having a short-term, mid-term, long-term goal, like a list that you write down, right? Like right. making six figures, like on that album right there, right? That was my goal at one point in time. Now it's different. So right. at the end of the day, you write these things down and that, the number that I reached that year and the impact and the level of freedom I had to visit my family, et cetera, because I have an online training business that made X amount of money, right? That was what I used to say. Now that's changed, right? But you say that and you build it in your head every single day. And if you write it down every day, like I want to do X, Y, Z with this person doing this, it, it sounds silly and it might seem like a waste of time. But I'll be honest, a lot of the people out there that say like, you don't need routines. Those people are like unicorns, in my opinion. Like a lot of those, <laughs> maybe I'm just, yeah, maybe I'm just weak-minded. I don't know. But for me, I got, you got to know yourself. Like if you don't need a routine, just get started. But for me, I wake up, I got a million things on my mind. I got a lot of stuff to focus on. I'm like, you know what? Let's just go back to my routine. Meditate for eight minutes, write down my goals, gratitude journal, three things I'm thankful for. And then I like to read like 15 minutes a day. Like some, I mean, I got it all right here. Seven habits of highly effective people. So like different things that, you know, different things that I do for my routine. Like this is my desk. That's why everything's here. I don't just like have it for the, the <laughs> podcast. It's great though. Props. Right. I don't know if we're going to visual on that. But uh, anyway, so yeah, man, just, uh, having goals and then having like a little routine to get you in the zone, to grease up the gears, to give you that mental and work warm up, just like you would in, in a, in a workout. Now, of course, don't make it three hours of your morning. Cause then the morning's gone, but right. something's going to activate you motivational videos, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. I watch those too, you know? So 
find, you know, take imperfect action, write out your short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals, and then have a morning routine or something that is going to put you in the zone to start your workday and knock out the tasks. Because ultimately, successful days, day after day after day after day after day is what leads to that, that final goal. So that is my advice. Absolutely. Right. Because I agree. Right. Like for me, I am a total, well, I'm ex-military and right. And before I got sober, right. uh, When you're sitting in a jail cell, right. There's actually pro what they call you program, right? Like you got certain things you do throughout the day uh, and exercise is one of them. Right. And um, so I've learned to have that morning routine, like, like you said, because we know that a goal without any um, like a plan is just a dream. Right. And as they say, you've heard that said before, right? So yeah, you have to, right? And I do a gratitude journal every day. I've been doing it for 15 years, three things in the morning, and I end it with three things at night, right? And then it's different from from the morning. Uh, The night's always different from the morning, and the next day's different from the day before, right? Because neuroscience says it builds new neural pathways in your brain, and and it's hard to be like angry or sad when you have you a bunch of positive- I'm, I'm, I'm confused by what you said with the the day uh, you said in a very like how how does that go again oh i'm sorry so when i wake up in the morning i write three things i'm grateful for right then at night i write three new things i'm grateful for i got you and then the next okay. day is totally different than the day before right in the beginning right but of course over time there are stuff you're going to repeat because you're really grateful for it but when I learned this exercise from one of my mentors, he said for two weeks, your gratitude journal has to be different, right? Like night different from the day, from the morning, the next day different from the day before, so on and so forth. So it was an exercise in me learning how to really pick my brain and what I was grateful for, right? Because then I was on a mission to show my mentor that I could be like, I have lots to be grateful for, right? And, and it was something that helped me get through a, a really hard time in my life this uh, last six years. Actually, a few events happened, but it's something I swear by, right? And uh, neuroscience has even proved it. If you do something like that, it builds new neural pathways in your brain. And one, you look at the world and at yourself in a more positive light, and you're just a happier person because you're putting, you're right. constantly putting positive things in your brain, right? So, like for instance, even like we talked about, right? Uh, going to CrossFit after that first day, I was like, yeah, I, I was teased, but it, it was like, I was laying on the mat going, dang, right? Like I went beyond the warm up, Like you said, I did the whole workout and I was like, okay, I could either call my wife to pick me up or I can have these guys lift me to my car and take me to my car so I could get home. But yeah, I- you know, even though it was a killer workout and I was sore, I, I found things to be grateful for, right? I could actually do a squat and it didn't hurt my back. Um, I could do an overhead press with light weight, right? With barbell, not single, but barbell. You know what it was? It was it kept me going, so I would go back to the gym the next day. Does that make sense? Right, right, right. No, that makes sense. That way, you have something different to stimulate you and kind of get you going. Absolutely, and and especially in the field that I work with in uh, as a substance abuse counselor, right? I work with people that are very right. They're coming. They're coming out of detox. And there's nothing positive going on in their brain. So that's the first assignment I give them, right, is you're going to do this gratitude journal, right? And if you stick with it, you're going to see yourself change over time. And by the time they're done with treatment, they're like either thanking me because they stuck with it 
or they'll say it didn't work. And then I'll go, well, have you been doing it every day? And they'll, most of the time, you know, they'll go, no, <laughs> right. I didn't do it. Right. Right. Yeah, and the that, ones that do that's it. So important. that end of the day thing is important too, though, because ultimately, you know, it, it's, it's, it, 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 it lets you know, like for me, I do an end of the day journal, not just a gratitude journal, but more or less like recapping. And that has right. helped me to kind of be like, that was an A plus day. That was a subpar day. Where did I go wrong here? What is the issue with that? Right. And ultimately, um, having the gratitude at the end also is going to help <laughs> you again to kind of loop together that positivity. And like you said, people coming out of detox, they don't, you know, there's a whole lot of like hormonal things going on there too. Like they don't have, they're looking for that nice boost of dopamine, serotonin, and, and they're just not getting it from what they're used to getting it from. So now you're pointing them in, in a different direction saying, hey, you can be grateful for anything. I mean, granted, if, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you have many things to be grateful for because you, you have the, 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 the resources to have technology in your life. So um, that's great. That's, good. that's awesome to hear that you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because, right. That's why I, I'm so glad you became a guest, right? Because I wanted you to share with your, your, you know, with my audience, like the things you do. And I'm so glad you said you should have a morning ritual, right? I, I, I'm with you 100% on that one, right? Because if I try to fly by the seat of my pants, my day never goes the way I want it. You know what I mean? Right. But even if I have right. that morning ritual, like you said, I start off on the right foot, right? That then I, I can handle whatever comes my way, right? Because we know life's going to happen. It's not always going to go our way. But when I've been practicing a certain routine every day, when those challenges come up, I can handle them, right? Like you just, right, right. right? And you did it. You came from Davenport, Iowa, came to, you know, to South uh, Miami, Miami or to South Florida. And and look what you've done in six years, right? You own, you're the CEO and owner of your, your uh, online coaching business. Um and like you, we're connected to some amazing people that show us, you know, by their actions, how they overcame their challenges and they're successful, right, Tyler? So um, I appreciate you sharing that, right, with because that was the first time anybody's said that on my on my podcast is right. Have a morning, morning ritual. Routine? Have a morning routine, really? right? And maybe I didn't ask the question right, but I'm glad you mentioned that because. Right. And yeah. even a night routine, like you said, I love that where you say you journal like, hey, this is where I did good today. Right. Uh, this is where I can improve. Uh, how could I done this different? I love that. Right. And that it's yeah. it's just an added tool, you know, to make you a better human being. Right. It's like Andy Purcell. You know who Andy Purcell is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know him and his his critical task list that he yeah. does all yeah. the time. Yeah. Right. And you can't move on until you've got those wins under your belt. Okay. Then you got to get rid of those and get some new ones. Um, so yeah, I love that you just said that. You powerless. hear that audience? Powerless. powerless. There you go. Powerless. Powerless. Right. And that starts with having a power morning routine, right, Tyler? Of course, man. <laughs> of course. And I, I think I think to go even more macro than that is the reason why I started the end of day. That was that was a recent development. Cause I, I paid for a mentor. I, I invested a lot of money into a coach and uh, it's paying off. And the good thing is, is he showed me that. So ultimately from a macro standpoint, if you want to have the kind of mindset, if you really want to do things that are outside of what you think are possible, I would say stretch yourself as far as you can go, because it's hard to, it's, it's, it's hard to replace the confidence you get from achieving something on your own. In my opinion, 
in my right. opinion. I haven't achieved anything to the level that I feel my potential is at, but I would say just coming from where I come from, not a lot of people um, have that kind of mindset. It's more of a blue collar type setup and nothing wrong with that again. But like if, if, if you really want to expand your mind and you have you have goals that are outside of what people around you are, you right. need to surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do or trying to go where you want to go. And that's how you're going to want to that. That's also great. I mean, CrossFit's a great community. That's a great example because right. everybody there loves fitness. They're, they're in like CrossFit is not fitness. They love CrossFit. They right. love CrossFit and they love pushing themselves. So you need to surround yourself with people that are actually trying to go where you want to go or they're already, even better yet if they're there already. And if you can be in a group like that for free, good for you because right. I've yet, I mean, I know some people like you hang out with Omar and other people, you know, successful people. If you offer them a lot, like if you offer them, you know, good, a good time, good communication, uh, you offer them your service, you offer them to connect them with, you know, if you, if you're a guy and you got a lot of attractive female friends, hook up one of your buddies with one of these attractive female friends. Or right. if you, you know, the friend's got a wife, say, Hey, you and your wife, come out with you and my girlfriend, <laughs> I'm going to pay for dinner. Right. Because, you know, you offer these people something and get mentorship from them. And that is, that's priceless. That can put, that can, that can take you to the next level very quickly and, and, and show you, and you can learn and understand the mindset of the people that are doing what it is that you want to do. Right. Exactly. And I couldn't agree more. Right. It's like that saying, right. If, if you want to, if you hang around five millionaires, you're bound to be the sixth. Right. But it right. could also go the opposite way. Right. If I hang out with five thieves, I'm going to probably be the sixth. Right. And yeah. right. And it's true. It's like, we're going to be an example of the people we surround ourselves with. Right. And, right. you know, if you want to be better, right. David Goggins says it, right. Learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable right? Pushing yourself. I mean, we know he's an extreme pushing himself to, but that's true though, right? If I'm going to get better at anything or even at this thing called life, I got to learn to get uncomfortable and keep pushing myself, right? And I got to have the people, one, have the people that have what I want, right? So I can see what they do and learn from them, right? Because if I'm hanging out, okay, like for instance, I've been sober, clean and sober for 19 years, right? So if I'm still hanging out with a bunch of drug addicts, right? Like I'm not going to go anywhere. Does that make sense? But if right. I'm hanging around people that have like me in the beginning that had 15, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, right? I learned how to stay sober. I learned how to better my life. I learned how, right? Not only to to get sober, but to stay sober, right? And now I'm in this, you know, like this podcasting thing and uh, you know, hanging out with guys like you that are successful and, and and pushing themselves, right? Because I know for me, right, if if I'm not pushing myself or I'm not hanging out with people that do the same thing, I'm going to get lazy, right? Because it's going to be easy for me to go, well, they don't do it. So I'm just going to sit here and go, yeah, I'm going to chill. I don't need to go to CrossFit today. Right. So exactly. <laughs> same thing. Man. I mean, we look at look at where we're at right now. It's it's six, it's almost it's damn near seven o'clock here on a Friday night, you know, whenever this comes out. Spoiler guys, we, we recorded this early, but either way, like right, we could have even been like, well, you know, it's too late. No, nah, we can't do it, you know. I mean, and this isn't super late, but before you got on the podcast, you said that you've been up since two thirty in the morning. So, you know, uh you're you're out here pushing it. So when you say that, I'm like, let's go, let's rock and roll, man. Right. Because you find out what's possible. 
you have no idea what you're capable of until you push yourself and you stretch yourself. I was explaining this to a client of mine today. You're like a balloon. You're like a freaking balloon. And you have to blow yourself up, you know, until you pop, like close enough that you're going to pop and then you let the air out. Right. That's what happens when you let the air out. You go back to the size, but now you're more elastic. Just like a rubber band, you're more elastic. You can you can stretch further. So then you blow it up again, and now you blow up even bigger. And then you let that air back out until you, you know, until you go back down to where you were at the beginning. But now you're even more elastic. So the more you push yourself, the more you find that new level. Just like Dave Gaga talks about the governor on the car, right? You take the governor off and you find out how far you can actually get in that fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth gear. Right. Um it, it's it's a challenge, man. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of nights when I first started my business. I wanted to, I felt like I was bleeding out of my eyes because working full time and starting this business and the thoughts of like, well, I'm in Miami. I should be going out. I should be all this, all this stuff, man. Right. And that is when you really find out how tough you are. That's when you really find out how far you can go. And then you have that freaking reference point moving forward of, yes. well, this isn't that bad. I mean, I remember when I dealt at the beginning of my, my business when I was getting three, four hours of sleep a night for months on end. Right. right. So five, six hours of sleep a night. For something that happened, you know, I can deal with that. Things have been much worse and I got through much tougher things. And that's just a compounding effect. The confidence, the toughness, the 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 perseverance, all yes. these characteristics that you're just growing. It's just it's it's like a seed, man. You just plant that seed, yep. you water it, you water it, you water it, and boom, you grow and then you plant more seeds and you keep knocking stuff out. So um I definitely resonate with what you're talking about big time. Yep. I couldn't agree more with you, my friend. And that leads me into the questions I like to ask my guests, right? Um, so you already kind of explained, you know, explained to our audience or it let them know how fearless you are because you came and you just left where you were comfortable, right? But what does fearless mean to you, Tyler? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Fearless to me means doing it, taking action despite fear, because fear is just it's a normal feeling. It's like saying that, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't feel sad. We're humans. We're, we're supposed to feel sad. If you don't feel right. sad, you're a sociopath, right? <laughs> right. So you don't have fear. You, 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 fearlessness means moving forward despite fear. Right. And how I face that every single day is, you know, I open up my, my message box and look at all the messages from clients. But then I also say, you know what, I'm going to take this on. And um, I, I'd say for me, the biggest thing is just uh, realizing that if if you want to, you know, just like David Goggins says, if you want to be uncommon, you're going to have to do uncommon things. So yeah. realize that you're scared. I understand that. But there's a reason why 90% of other people are not doing what you're doing. Right. Because they're too scared to take action. So you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as in, you know, I should give in and just be like everybody else. You could do that if you want to live like that. Or you could say, well, uh, if 90% of people aren't taking action, there's a good chance there's going to be less competition right. when I do take action. Or you could also say, you know what? I'm just going to have to deal with this and everybody else who's successful deals with this too. And I'm going to have to go forward and make it happen. So that's fearlessness. And that, that's how I deal with it on I a day-to-day -day basis. How I think about it, you know? I love it, right? Just keep, keep going and face it. Love it. All right. So next question I have for you, my friend, is happiness, right? As you can see, I put a Y in the happiness. Um, right. What does happiness mean to you, knowing I put that Y there? And how does that show up for you on a daily basis? Happiness, happiness, happiness. Well, um, 
I would say happiness is is it's complete alignment. I, I know when you asked me this question before, before we hopped on here, I said freedom. Um, freedom to do as you want, go where you want, right. um, you know, say what you want, be with people you want. But then I thought about that more and I said, you know what? That's not always going to be something you can control, right? People die. You might have to right. do some things that you don't, that you don't really want to do. Like even in the years of the three, four hours of sleep starting my business, I wasn't, <laughs> I wouldn't consider that happy. I was pretty exhausted. <laughs> I was away from home, but I was, I remember thinking to myself, I'm happy because I know if I die, I will be like, if something random happened, like, I'm not like starting a business doesn't mean like you're going to die, but I'm just saying like, if, if something right. happened to me today, would I be happy with what I'm doing? And the answer is yes. And that's actually what kept me going really early is I said, I'm not what I want to be, but I'm heading in that direction. I'm right. I'm forging the path forward in that direction. So that's where alignment is the answer for me. You're in alignment with what you what you want to do. You're in alignment with what it is that like you, you, your ideal life. You're in alignment with at least where you want to go, how you feel, and you at least feel like your actions are representative of like your moral character of like you right. you as a person right at a deep level so that way when you say things you don't like stutter and like you know go off left and right you're clear on what it is that you want in life why you're going there and you're at least if not there on the way i love it that's right being clear right knowing who i am and what i want Right. And we know there's always going to be some type of challenge or obstacle, but we just learn how to overcome it. Right. I love it. Thank you for that, Tyler. So let me ask you this, right? My audience, I know there's a bunch of fitness buffs out there or wanting to be or looking to get healthy. If they wanted to work with you, how can they get a hold of you, Tyler? Oh, man. Well, you can just go on Google, look up uh, Guzzo Fitness and my website should pop up there. But on social media, I'm most active on Instagram and then Facebook. If you want to add me there on Facebook, Guzzo Fitness, you can follow the page. Um, and then Guzzo Fitness underscore on Instagram, Guzzo Fitness on TikTok, Tyler Guzzo on YouTube, Tyler Guzzo on LinkedIn. I mean, any just type in Guzzo Fitness on anything. And if I if I have it, it'll pop up. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. But you don't get off that easy just yet. I have one, <laughs> last quest, one last question Wait. before we part our ways and we go back to Absolutely. work and do what we got to do. Um, you know, I'm going to ask you this. And this is the question is, what piece of advice would you give my audience to help them become better people, help them grow as a human being? What's that one piece of advice that you would give? The one piece of advice I would give is reverse engineer your life. What I mean by that is go to your final days, go to your final weeks, go to your final months. And if you're going to look back on your life, how would you want it to look? How would you look at your life and be proud of that? How would you, um, you know, you're in a nursing home, you're getting walked, you know, or maybe your, your family's house. I'm not sure how you want it in your life. But what to say, for example, you know, you have a month to live. What would you have wanted to look back on? What kind of person would you have wanted to look back on? How would you want people to have known you? How would you want to have impacted people? Right. And if you're not in alignment, if you're not in the happiness domain that I was talking about just a moment ago, what is it that you need to change this year? Because we're about two weeks away from 2023. Yeah. What is it that you need to change this year to get that? And if you're in the path, 
how can you make that pinnacle, I guess, of, of that? Like, how can you make next year the year that you highlight in your mind in that last month, right? Because you're already on the path. So how can you fast forward that? How can you amplify that? What things can you do to bring that level, to bring that old man or woman a bigger smile on their face and say, 2023, that was a hell of a year. Right. Right. So what can you change if you're not happy or if you're not on the path to your ideal life, happiness, goal? And what can you double, triple, quadruple down on if you are in that path? So that way you can make 2023 the best damn year of your life. Love it. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. This has been a great, uh, great episode. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you being three hours ahead. Um, I just appreciate you being here, my friend. It was getting uh, nice to getting to know you. Thank you for being a guest. So everybody, if if Tyler made you think, if he made you smile, if he made you go, hmm, please leave a review. Five star, please leave a review. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Have a great one. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care, brother. Thank you. You've been listening to Fearless Happiness. The numbers on addiction are absolutely stunning. Max lived in addiction for years and during that time made some terrible choices, losing his family, friends, and career. But he turned his life around. And now, Max works as a substance abuse counselor helping people in their recovery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at maxnaced.com on Facebook at max.naced. Till next time, keep the fight and we'll see you soon.